This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Hey, what's going on, my friend? This episode of the show is brought to you by Bet Online, and Bet Online is the fastest, easiest, and safest way to bet on all things sports. With March Madness, the Masters, and Major League Opening Day right around the corner, Bet Online has all the latest news, scores, and odds to help you win big. The best part? You'll receive a 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit. So head on over to betonline.ag. Use my promo code BLUEWIRE and you'll receive your literal free money. Oh, yeah. Plus, signing up is a great way to support the show. It's in your ears right now. You're listening to it. So why not support it? Once again, the promo code is BLUEWIRE, all one word, when you sign up at betonline.ag. BetOnline, it's your online sports book experts. It's Crystalmania, brother. That's a great question. Look at you, man. Oh, That's a powerful question. <laughs> Woo! This is the Chris Van Vliet Show. Chris Van Vliet Show. Ladies and gentlemen, Chris Van Vliet! Welcome back to another episode of the Chris Van Vliet Show. This episode is brought to you by Bet Online, and I can't thank you enough for continuing to support the podcast. Uh, you know, it's been amazing watching the download numbers increase week after week, and it's so cool watching the show climb those podcast charts. So thank you, thank you, thank you. Last week was one of the biggest weeks we've ever had with the interview of Tyler Breeze, then Sean Spears, and if you're a subscriber on YouTube, yeah, you saw the training video I had at the wrestling school that those guys own. Flatback Wrestling School. Complete with me taking 20 chops from their students, along with some chops from Breeze and Spears. Yes, it was my idea. Don't worry. I'm totally okay. A lot of people have been tweeting me, Instagramming me, emailing me, asking what my chest looks like now. I actually posted daily updates of what I looked like, like weird daily shirtless photos of me with like bruises and red marks getting increasingly better as time went on. We shot that video at the end of January. So that was January 30th. We shot the video. So honestly, it only took five or six days for that to completely heal up, like no red marks at all. And here I am, I don't know, a couple weeks later, three weeks later, three and a half weeks later, no red marks at all. My chest just looks like Kofi Kingston's now. I'm kidding. My chest looks completely fine. We're good. That was a great segment. It's one of my most watched videos in a long time. So if you haven't checked it out yet, it's uh, it's on my YouTube channel. Chris Van Vliet's my YouTube channel. Check it out if you haven't seen it. And while you're on there, please give me a subscribe. That'd be great. But the momentum of last week and everything we had there leads us here to this week. And if you've been, wa- if you've been watching NWA Power, of course, you're familiar with Tim Storm. 
But you probably don't know much else about him other than the fact that he's the former NWA World Heavyweight Champion and the man who Nick Aldis beat for that championship. Well, after this chat, you're going to know a heck of a lot about Tim Storm, and you're going to be so fired up with inspiration after hearing his story. Oh, so good. And I'm just fired up every time I see one of these new reviews on Apple Podcasts. These seriously are the most helpful thing that you can do to support the show. So if you listen on your iPhone, please take seven seconds out of your day, please, to just click those five stars and leave a review. Like this one from Meza D99, one of, if not the best, wrestling podcasts. Wow. Thank you. It's very nice. Love listening during my warm-ups, even during my workouts. Chris is a genuinely nice guy and always asks great questions. You can tell everyone in his interviews are comfortable around him. Overall, a great guy. Keep up the great work. Would love to see an interview with Keith Lee in the future. Well, I would also love to see an interview with Keith Lee in the future. That'd be amazing if we could make that happen. Thank you so much, Meza, 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 D99. Please keep those reviews coming. I don't ask for money. I don't even have a Patreon account. You know, a lot of people are like, well, you can listen to most of this episode, but if you want to listen to the good stuff, it's $5 a month. I don't do that. I don't have a Patreon account. All I'm asking for is a review. Is that too much to ask? I don't think so. So please. And also thank you in advance. So Tim Storm is easily one of the nicest people you will ever meet. And at 55 years old, he's living the dream as one of the top stars in the NWA. Let me say that again. 55 years old. Yeah. His story is one of having a dream and never giving up on that dream, no matter what life throws at you. He still works as a high school teacher, but if his wrestling career keeps going the way that it's going right now, I think he'll be doing much more wrestling than teaching. I think he might get another NWA World's Heavyweight Championship run. He should. He deserves it. He's so over on NWA power as well. Also, how cool would it be if Tim Storm was your teacher? Actually, I feel like it would be both amazing and also terrifying. I mean, if you happen to piss him off, right? And if you watch the 10 Pounds of Gold series on YouTube, you learned a lot about Tim. But you're about to learn a whole lot more. Here you go, ladies and gentlemen, Tim Storm. Well, I feel very underdressed. So, uh, <laughs> I feel overdressed, if that makes no, you feel better. No, you look great. Thank you. You look like, you look like the star that you are. Yeah. Still adjusting to even that concept, to be honest with you. What, really. are, you, what are you talking about? No, I'm being serious. I don't, I don't, I, I love what's happening. Uh, I still catch it. Like, I don't think that's not how my mind thinks. It's like, are you, really? Are you, we're going to go with star? I, okay. I know I probably should just I should accept it and go, you, well, yeah, but that's just not, it's not natural. But that's just a testament to the person that you are. I guess that's a good thing. Yeah, I guess. that's a great thing. Yeah, I guess. I guess it's an adjustment I'm going to have to make. I will either make it or not. I, I you're like, like you're like the 25 year overnight success story. <laughs> that's, that's a, yeah, that's, I like that. I'm like, can I make a T-shirt? Yeah, is please. That, is that doable? I, I okay. only take 20. percent Yeah, 20 percent more. I mean, I'm not making it now on your shirt. So good deal. No, but I think that uh, until NWA really started getting its legs, mm-hmm. especially with power, you know, they didn't know who Tim Storm was. Right. And I hear that. I hear that a lot. Um, or I'll read it a lot. Mm-hmm. 
I'm I'm learning to be more social media savvy. Uh, we talked about that a little bit. So I'm I I enjoy. To me, social media is almost addicting. So it's like you know I, I enjoy reading what people tweet and what people comment and all those kind of things. And I get, I see that a lot. It's like I didn't know who Tim Storm was. NWA Power or Ten Pounds of Gold introduced that. Yes. Um, but like you said, I've been doing this almost about 25 years. And, you know, there are a lot of people, I guess, like anywhere else, that I was big in my area. Uh, but if you didn't get outside of that area, people didn't know who I was. But I guess I just, I almost feel a little bit embarrassed because I'm a big wrestling fan. And the fact that I didn't know who you were, I feel like a little bit ashamed almost. I don't think, uh, that's a compliment. I mean, for you to say that, but it's like, why would you? Well, you were the NWA champion. That's true. Uh, it was a it was a different time, kind of a different, almost a different world. Uh, it wasn't a bad world at all. It it got me an opportunity that I never, I literally never dreamed I would get, and it led to this opportunity. Well, the the ten pounds of gold, and I can remember, I can remember early on the first or second ten pounds of gold series uh, episodes, where I saw somebody comment because somebody commented. It's not many times that at at that point fifty. 351, whatever, however old I was, you know, it's at that, that age, you don't normally get your probably biggest push. Yeah. And, and, and somebody commented, yeah, but you know, talk to me in two months and he won't be relevant. And, and I don't, I read those things and I'm like, okay, maybe. Uh, but now here we are, what, four years later. Right. And with the success of, you know, with the new ownership, with NWA power, with all the things that are going, you know, I'm, I'm not going to say I'm, I haven't lost the relevance. I'm not sure I'm more relevant, but I had, it didn't go away, and that's very cool. And how old are you right now? Thirty-nine. Okay. No, I am. I, I uh, as of today, I'm 55. I'll be 56 in about a month. Wow. So, yeah. And you look great. Well, thank you. Yeah. I, it's. I, I feel I am my own worst critic in every way, and like when I watch this. I'll watch it, and my first thought is going to be, wow, you're getting old, dude. So, no, I'm just saying, it's, I, it, I thank you for saying that. I work really hard uh, in the gym. I put in the time there so that when I get in the ring, I believe that as, if, if you have pride in what you do, mm-hmm. you need to prepare yourself and you need to look the part of what you do, whatever, whatever that is. So let's step this back a little bit because I think for most people, NWA for them was what existed in the you know, 70s, 80s, whatever, and then what's existed since power started. How did you become the NWA champion? Um, I'm with you that 80s, 90s, because because of my age, that's the wrestling I grew up on. Yeah. Um, I was really fortunate. I I grew up in central Arkansas. I mean, it's legitimate. I'm from Pine Bluff, Arkansas. But because of the central location, in the mornings, I got Memphis wrestling. So I got Lawler, uh, all those guys, and yeah. you know that—that's the Memphis style of wrestling is one style. In the afternoon, I got Superstation, so I got NWA, right. uh, you know, Georgia Championship Wrestling, and at night I got Texas, which was world class, Sportatorium, Von Erichs, Freebirds. So I got every combination, every style of wrestling, and that's where my love for wrestling came from. Um, but for me, and boy, this sounds like I'm putting the company over, but for me. The best wrestling in the world was NWA. Uh, and we're talking best of the best, prime time. We're talking four horsemen, um, road warriors, you name it, and they were there. And watching wrestling, that's that was wrestling to me. Mm-hmm. 
I can remember being maybe my first or second year in the business and really not good at all. Just a, I was at the time I was probably 300 pounds. I've lost 50 or 60 pounds in that time. Um, some little renegade show up in the hills of Arkansas that was calling themselves NWA something, and I was so excited to get to work for the NWA. And when I got up there, there were probably you know 60 people there. There was it was at a dark school, you know, high school gym. It was not an NWA franchise. Or they, just somebody that knew the popularity. Um, Maybe 12 years ago, I got involved with an NWA organization, and and the first match that I had with them, I won the NWA Oklahoma Heavyweight Championship. Okay. And that was huge for me. Yeah. Um, getting to know the ownership, director of operations, getting involved with it, I just kind of thought to myself, I don't know what I have to bring to the table, but I love those letters. I respect those letters, and if there's anything I can do – to help bring that back to the prestige that it once had. And I don't know that I could. Um, I want to do that. Mm. I think we made some headway um, in, in the old ownership. We were, we, you know, we, there was some Japan stuff. There was a lot of TV talk. There, there were franchises you know, throughout the United States, and it was okay. And then under the current regime, um, you know, William Patrick Corgan buys it. Dave Lagana has huge just magic with, with camera work and editing and – you know, that was the 10 pounds of gold series, which really was my introduction to the world. Yeah. Um, and that in itself is a story because it took a lot of trust for a guy who grew up under the old system of protect the business. Don't ever bring your family up. You don't want anybody in the world to know if like, like as everybody knows now, I'm a school teacher. Yeah. But you don't want anybody to know that. Right. Because you want everybody to believe you show up in the shows at a limousine. You're making millions of dollars. Um there was a level of trust there that Dave and Billy earned. Yeah. And their idea was, we think you have a really good story. Um, what do you, are you comfortable with us just opening it up? And I wasn't. <laughs> uh, it took a little, I won't say it took convincing, but I'm okay with who I am. Right. I mean, so there wasn't anything I wanted to hide. And I yeah. said, let's do it. And uh, people liked it. At yeah. that point, did your students know? That you were the NWA champion? I don't. It's okay. This this is now my eleventh year teaching, and my wife taught at the same school. Actually, she moved up into the the administration side. Okay. And I, and I literally walked into her classroom as she, in between years, took her classroom, started teaching her subject. Oh wow! And as as a guy, for people that don't know, sometimes some of us are not very artsy, right? So I literally didn't have to change anything. The, sky, the name, the same name, was on the door. Everything. I just walked <laughs> in, and I didn't know if I'd be a good teacher. It turns out I'm I'm pretty good at it. Um, they already knew, right? Because she used that to kind of connect with the kids. Once one group knows, every group knows. So right. I could I could easily walk in and say. Um, you know, here's my name, here's what I do. And the two years before that were at that school that are now older kids already know what I am. Yeah. Um, I did not talk about it at all for the first couple of years, but they're going to know. So I, I have now, this is probably my fifth or sixth year, where opening day of school, I do my introduction, I talk about expectations, I do the teacher thing. And I have one or two slides that say, here's what I do for fun. Um, I listen to my passion. I love to do it. I may miss a few days for this, you know. And there's a connection. I think a lot of kids think it's cool, but and then I'll say, but just so we're clear, this is U.S. history. We're not going to talk about it. Uh, 
man. The worst thing, you know, I think one of the worst things that could happen would be for uh, 13 and 14 year olds to picture their history teacher wearing a pair of wrestling trunks. You know what I'm saying? It's it is not it is not conducive to the perfect classroom. So I, I would not. I don't show matches. You know, they'll bring it up, but I. You know, it's 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 interesting. I don't. Where is it that you won the NWA World Heavyweight Championship? Um, kind of my home court, to be honest with you. It's in in which uh, organization? It was NWA Texoma at the time. Okay. Uh, which is on the border? That's the Texas Oklahoma border. Uh, the Jax Dane was the champion, and for a lot of people are familiar with Jax. Jax is a monster. And I had wrestled for that time. I was, I was the North American champion twice, which uh, that belt is currently not part of the, in use. But I wrestled Jax maybe three or four times for the world championship. And I won. He, he, was, he did not have to offer me a, an, another, another match. He'd beat me plenty of times. And he actually came into my home court at NWA Tech's home in front of my fans and my promotion and uh, gave me another shot. And I'm a, I'm a big believer that the fans give you energy. You know, if mm. the fans are behind you, yeah. it adds something. And, and it takes that to beat a monster. I just, it, you know, it, it's so crazy hearing this story and knowing that in your 50s, you've now had this chance mm-hmm. to basically live your dream. Absolutely. Well, and I, I'm, here's my hesitancy on that. I never dreamed that high. Wow. Well, you know what I'm saying? It's, it's realize I grew up watching the NWA. And I grew up watching Dusty Rhodes and Harley Race and Ric Flair and Terry Funk. And, I mean, all of these guys. And I won't say I idolized them, but, like, that was the, that was the peak. That was the epitome. So to say that when I – 30 years old, when I said, hey, I'm going to be a wrestler, I never went into it going, and my goal is to be, you know, my goal was to have a match and see how I did, <laughs> um, and then my next goal was to see if I could actually have another match, and then could I get better, and it's just, it's, it's kind of like anything. It's like, you know, what we were talking earlier, it's hard work, yeah, sticking to it, yeah. And then you can kind of start dreaming a little bit, right? So if you've been a school teacher now for 11 years, mm-hmm. what were you doing before that? It's a oh boy. It's a hodgepodge of. Well, I was I worked for uh, a newspaper in Arkansas um, as a writer. No, as a um, uh, man, a manager, a delivery manager, okay. district manager. I progressed to zone manager. I was a training manager. I went from there. Uh, what I had always wanted to do was pharmaceutical sales, so I had an opportunity to do pharmaceutical sales, and I did that for for a little while. Then I then I ran a business, an, a small business that we grew into a big business, and from there I was offered a job by not a competitor, but one of our big accounts, the now defunct uh, Sears okay. company in Chicago. Yeah. One of the vice presidents, there, vice presidents there, and I would negotiate contracts against each other, but we build up like a respect. He got a another vice president's job, actually, and he offered me a vice presidency of, a, of, a, of his company, and I took that and we moved to Texas. Um, and I actually, at that point, had walked away from wrestling. And and, and it, I laugh at myself because it was, okay, it's time to give up this. You know, I need to now dedicate myself. I, I mean, I had two kids. We Selling a house in, Texas, in, in Arkansas, buying a house. Anyway, um, 
that lasted about a year. Mm-hmm. And I took another vice presidency of a, another service company. And somehow I started, I, well, I, I could tell you how, but I started wrestling again. And, I, you know, it, it's, it gets a little frustrating from a business standpoint. If your job is to try to grow a business and you do that successfully, and then they sell the company and make a lot of money, and your reward is, okay, I guess i got to find another job. Uh, <laughs> so I, I got into teaching and didn't know if I was going to be good at it or not. Turns out I'm not bad at it at all. So, I mean, and, and it gives me summers, two weeks of Christmas, a week yeah. of Thanksgiving, spring break, uh, every weekend free yeah. to wrestle, well, that's which is really where my heart is. So, you know, it's... And you're doing it. Yeah, it's a great thing. <laughs> it's, it's a... It, it's... You know, it's. I, I remember reading, and I want to. You know, I, well, one of me, I'm, I'm a big. I like to read. I like wrestling history, and and uh, I think Mick Foley's first first book. There's a quote in there where it, when he talks about a moment in a match, at a at a big pay per view where he stands up and he says, as he turns, he said he could see the stand, the, the every person in the in this huge sellout crowd stand up with him as he made the turn all the way around. And he said, and that was the highlight. At that point, that was the highest point in my career. And they said, and what's the lowest? And he said, standing there when it was over and wondering if I'd ever get to do that again. Wow. So, so for me, especially as my body changes and, you know, it, I'm breaking down. And it's just, it's, it's, a, it's what happens, right? Um, every time I'm in the ring, it's, it's, a, it's an honor and a pleasure. And I'm getting to do what I love to do. And you also wonder... One of my lines right now is I have more miles in the rear, you know, in the rearview mirror than yeah. I do in the windshield. You don't know, and I don't know. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm just so thankful for the opportunity. It's, it's doing what I love to do. Well, what's what has been that one moment, like Mick describes, that you go back to and you're like, oh my god. It, that's actually easy because it's it's winning the NWA World Heavyweight Championship, and and it wasn't in front of sixty thousand people. I mean, it was a huge crowd for uh, for you know for our organization at the time. And I, I, you know, I made a line when, 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 when Billy and Dave, you know, when Billy bought it, and I went out to uh, Championship Wrestling from Hollywood, and we were doing some filming with them, yeah, because uh, you know, good production, all those kind of things, and and I'm a big believer in you don't rehearse promos, right? It, because I think if you do that, doesn't mean you don't have an idea of what you want to say, but if you rehearse that, this is a Dusty Rhodes thing. If you rehearse it, you lose the passion of it, the belief mm-hmm. in it. Yeah. And I just again, I made a statement that that this is my mountaintop. Okay, so the, the point is, when I won the NWA championship, it literally was my mountaintop. And, and I've had people say, oh, no, if so-and-so called you and offered, you'd go, and it'd be bigger. And, I'll, and literally, it won't. It, it couldn't. I've had opportunities. And it's, it's with the, the love and the passion and the respect that I grew up with the NWA, um, there is nothing higher. That doesn't mean I couldn't make more money. I mean, I mean but that was the high point. Right. And, and, you know, now I'm in a position here where first episode of Power, I lost a match saying that if I, that I'll never get another shot at that title. Yeah. So a lot of people will look at that and they'll go, well, your emotion's not, that's not real emotion. That's real emotion for me. You know, I mean, again, it's wrestling. We, all, we know what wrestling is. But the, if that is my mountaintop, yeah. if, if winning that is my mountaintop, and I am now losing, uh, losing a match saying there's no opportunity to ever get there again, that's real emotion for me. Right, I mean, frame it however you want to. That's real. Anything can happen in wrestling, though. You could have that championship game. That's what they say. (laughs) That's what they say. Hey, listen, you're right, and I will never dismiss that something could happen. But I'm also, uh, you know, 
I really try to be a man of my word. And, and again, it's wrestling. Some things could happen, but that's, again, that's real to me. If I say I'm accepting the stipulations and I lose the match, I accept what comes with it, even if I don't like it. Did you have opportunities to work for WWF in any sort of small capacity or WCW? Um, when I first, like my initial phone call was to WCW. Um, I'm a vice president of a company, and I'm always about physical challenges. And I thought, you know, I've always wanted to, to do this. I think, I think I might be decent. I want to give it a shot. And they're the first call I made. Now, I realize I'm married. I have two kids. I have house payment. I have car payments. And I'm also a, a responsible adult. Now, old school fans or wrestlers would say, well, then you weren't committed because you do what you got to do if that's your dream. But I was not going to walk away from that right. with those responsibilities. Yeah, you had to support your family. Right. So... Yes, I had an opportunity at least to go in there and, and I'm going to say try out, let's say pay my money like a lot of other guys did. Yeah. Um, I did some WWE stuff. Please don't go back and watch it. Um, everybody does. It's okay. And it pops up. Uh, you know, I, 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 got, I got some good opportunities. And but were there, were there ever opportunities for it to be more than just a little bit of extra work? Here there was there? a lot of discussion. Put it that way. Okay. I, I, and I'm not, I don't want to make myself sound better than it is. It, you know, they never laid a contract in front of me and said, here's your chance, sign this. But it was uh, – I almost did an impression there. That would have been bad. It, but it was, uh, it, it was definitely pull off the side, hey, you know, where have you been? Where, what have you been doing? Uh, you know, for me personally, some of the – one of the highlights for me just because of – you know, was getting to spend a tiny bit of time with Dusty Rhodes mm-hmm. because I knew every Dusty promo by heart at seven, 16 years old. You're right. I mean, you know, it's so for him to pull me off the side and, you know, you know say, kid, you know, this is, which is funny because at the time I'm 40 something, right? But, you know, hey, that was really good. What are you doing? Or have somebody pull me off, you know, are, are you under contract with us? You know, do, you know, uh, and let's talk. It, those things happened. Mm. But also, I don't want to make it look like, yeah, I turned down contracts from every, I didn't. Um, that's probably a good thing because that would have been a really tough decision, you know, as a, as a parent. And recently I had a conversation <clears throat> with uh, – well, we were watching – there was – I don't want to pump anybody other stuff, but there was a, there was a A&E uh, documentary series on Garth Brooks. Right. And one of the things that he says in the documentary is he's – because, you know, he, I didn't know this. He walked away as the number one best-selling artist of all time and – he walked away from everything. He just he retired for 14 years. I, didn't, I had no clue, right? And in this documentary, he is, he's being interviewed, and he goes, uh, I was on the road, and he said, I, you know, I guess he has three daughters. And he said, my daughter said both. And he said, I said, what did you say? She said both. And he goes, it occurred to me, I have never said both. My wife has never said both, which means that, the nanny is raising my daughter. And he said, I can't live with that. Okay. Wow. And my wife looked at me and she goes, and it's, I know she goes, thank you. And I went, for what? <laughs> and, and she goes, you had a vision that I didn't have. You understood. She said, you, you had opportunities. You could have pursued those opportunities, but you cared more about your family than you did about that. And that's, that's true. Now, don't get me wrong. I don't think I was that deep, you know, but, but I understood my responsibilities and, and, and my love for my family. And I'm glad that if, if they had laid it out there, 
that would have been a hard thing to say no to. And perhaps everything happened for a reason. I believe that. To be where you're at now. I completely agree with that. And like, I, it, it brings such a smile to my face when I hear the reaction from the crowd. As soon as you get out there, Mama Storm, Mama Storm. <laughs> me too. I mean, you know, it's like, it's like uh, somebody asked me recently, they went, uh, you know, I'm, I, I'm, they, they were commenting, I'm really surprised at the reaction that you get, you know, when I'm like, me too. You know, it's not like it's not like I had this master plan, and I'm like, when I say this, they're gonna. I literally go out there, and I, I saw a meme recently that said, uh, "Be real, be raw, be open," because there's too many fakes in life, mm. right? So, ninety nine point whatever percent of everything I say is one hundred percent real, right? I mean, it's it's now. Don't get me wrong. I think I can be a good storyteller. And sometimes, you know, you, I don't want to say elaborate, but there's a better way to say it than maybe it actually happened. I don't go out there with a master plan, you know, and say, here's what's going to happen. And they're going to react. There's nobody more surprised than me. You know, I, when I said I'm Mama Storm's baby boy, um, that was almost an ode to Dusty Rhodes, you know. And also an ode to Mick Foley. Absolutely. Yeah. And, and I, you know, I'm all, again, I'm about the history of the business. I love the business. I love those guys that came before and made it possible for people like us. But when I said it, if you, like, I've gone back and watched it, and, and there is no pause, no hesitation, because I'm not expecting a crowd reaction, right? I just said it. And then for that to, for whatever reason, connect people and for them to, to grab onto that. And, uh, you know, I, I mean, I got in the ring after doing that for the match, and, and, Brian Hebner was the ref, and I said, I can't decide if I'm excited about that reaction or if I'm going to live to regret it, right? <laughs> so, it, but it, I'm excited, and I, I love that people love it. And well, now you've got a button right here. I have a button and a T-shirt. Yeah. <laughs> there's, no greater, there's no greater joy in life than to hear your 95-year-old mom refer to herself as Mama Storm. <laughs> it's, it's like, I mean, I, I, lit, I call her every day. And everything I say is true. It, she does. She hates that I wrestle because she, and she'll. T I just don't want you to get hurt. You know. Do you, I I I called her today and I I was talking to her on the phone. I'm in the car with a couple of the guys on the way to the studio. And well, where are you? And I said I'm in Atlanta, Mom. And she goes Atlanta. Well, that's so far away. And I said, but it's going to be okay, Mom. It's it's going to, well, just don't get hurt, okay? Okay, Mom. I mean, she, like I said, everything I say is real. Oh, and God again, bless I'm her. 55, so I mean, I'm, but I am, I'm the youngest of four kids, well, what was four kids. I am by far the youngest. I was a late, late child. I am the baby boy, and I am a mama's boy. That's just, that's just, that's just all true statements right there, and it's, it's true, so. <laughs> Is there anything that you can't do in the ring now that you used to be able to do that you wish you could? I'm Mr. Honesty. I never did much anyway. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. It wasn't. It, uh, I think. I think I can do everything that I've ever done. Oh, great. Um, and I think for the most part, it's, I can do it at the same speed. I don't think I've lost a lot of speed. I've always prided myself on being a physical wrestler. Right. I mean, I. It, you know, Johnny Valentine gets credit for a, a statement that you, it'll pop up every now and then. And it says, you may not believe wrestling is real, but you're going to know that I am. Mm. And that's, that's my approach. Um, now, the, here's the downside. Um, I used to be able to do it five or six nights a week. You know, now it, it takes me more time to recover. It's, yeah, well, you wrestled last night. How do you feel right now? Like I wrestled last night. <laughs> I... I uh, Again, I'm my own worst critic, and and luckily, you know, right now, I I didn't hear I I was the match was was good. 
I picked it apart in my head while it was happening and after it happened. And you had I'm, two matches, right? I had, I had one. Well, I got a bye. Yeah, that's um, right. Well, yeah. The legitimate, uh, we had, you know, we had an injury that, and I, I was really excited about. Um, yeah, you're going to work Ken, Ken Anderson. Anderson. Yeah, and that's a guy who I've, I've become friends with, and he's so talented and, you know, so much experience, and I was really looking forward to seeing what what we would do. And, and legitimate injury, um, he wasn't here, so I got a bye. Um, and then, but I'm, I'm, I won't, don't want to say I'm a perfectionist, but it's like I don't like to watch my matches because I go, oh, what was I thinking? Or why did I do that? Or should have done this? Or yeah, that's terrible. And I'm not—I don't criticize anybody else. It's just me. So I—I uh, I, I tweaked a couple of things that I don't normally tweak. I mean, I have some things that are hurting that don't normally hurt, and I have the things that are always hurting that'll hurt. And yes, we've got tonight, and we've got tomorrow. Uh, <laughs> but you know, when you when you love it, you just figure out a way to do it. What hurts on you? Oh no! Ask <laughs> me what doesn't hurt. No, I'm just kidding. Nick Foley has yeah. said the same thing. What hurts on you the most, and can you be like, that was because of this exact move in this exact match? I, no, yes, I can. Yes, I can. It's like it's like it's a, and I will never compare my injury list to, to Mick Foley's because he did some things that I can't even imagine doing. But, um, you know, it's my back is an ongoing issue. I have no cartilage in either knee, so it's bone on bone. So just standing is eventually going to, you know, it's going to ache eventually. Um, there's a big list, but maybe two years ago, uh, Josephus and I had an empty arena match at, so it's empty arena. So it wasn't for TNA or impact, but it was in there. It was on their arena before their pay-per-view. And it, it was, it turned out really, really well, really, really happy, uh, with the product that we put out there. The finish was a bump off the top corner onto a ladder to the outside. <laughs> no, it will. Okay. okay. Well, right. no, we um, actually talked about this yesterday with, with somebody in the locker room, and I, <laughs> and I went, I really thought the ladder would at least bend a little bit. I didn't re- – but th- here's the thing. It wasn't that one that got me. It was the fact that it didn't bend and basically just rolled me off onto the floor on the top of my head onto a second ladder. That's the one that got me. And – it, that one, it's been over. It's been a while, and my body hadn't. My neck will never be the same. My back will. So when you see me and I can't turn, like when I'm doing this instead of this, you understand that I can uh-huh. narrow it down to that. Now let's be honest. I knew exactly what I was doing. I chose to do it. Sure. I would do it again, right? <laughs> I mean, in the right situation, I would do it again. No regrets. Uh, man, it's it's that's the weirdness, isn't it? Because I look back and I go, that is so stupid. You would do that again, in a heartbeat, right? It's, 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 it's a wonderful thing we do. I think you're such an inspiration, not just to wrestlers who are going, oh, my God, I can do this when I'm in my mid-50s, but to everybody else that's sitting on the sidelines going, I wish I had chased after my dreams, but maybe it's not too late, yeah. and maybe I can go after it. So wh- what, do you, what do you dream of now? You know, what, what do you still have your eyes set on? Hmm. I don't wanna, I, there, this, is, this is not a storyline issue at all, right? Um, I'm living my dream. And I mean that completely honestly. It's 55. I'll be 56 in a few weeks. I don't give up birthday because I don't you know, want everybody looking for my birthday. But it's, I'll be 56 in, fe- in the middle of February. Um, there's, it's all I've ever wanted to do is be a part of the wrestling business. 
I love it. I think I have something to add. Whether I, I think I can still add in the ring, maybe not on a nightly basis, right? I can't do it five or six nights a week twice like I used to, but um, I've got a lot of knowledge. I've got a lot of teaching. I do. A friend of mine named James Beard and I do clinics together. You know, we where we teach and we try to pass on some of the knowledge we've got. Just if I could, my dream now would be, okay. Number one would be, I would love to hold that championship one more time. Okay, that's possible. The stipulations could change. <laughs> <laughs> like you said, it's wrestling. It's wrestling. Um, I, I'm not holding out for that one, right? It's, it's, I was surprised they wanted a 51-year-old champion, to be honest with you. you know, so to want a 56-year-old champion, not likely. Not holding my breath on that, but you asked me my dreams. Mm-hmm. And the second would be to uh, continue what I told myself I was going to do however many 12 years ago or 13 years ago. I, I, wanna, I want to do whatever I can whatever that is, small, large, whatever, to continue the path that the NWA is on. If if my dream is to have the NWA have the same, and maybe it's not possible because it was so it was wrestling, right, but to have the NWA reach the prestige that it deserves. And, and we're getting there. I, I would say at this point we have exceeded expectations. Oh, yeah. Right? And you're just getting started. And I mean, there's right, right now there's no ceiling, right? I mean, we're, this is a great time to be in wrestling, a part of wrestling, watching wrestling, right? I mean, there's so many opportunities for everybody. But those, truthfully, those are my dreams now. Um, I would love to hold that one more time. Probably won't happen. Uh, I would. I want to be a part of the NWA, and it, it's, you know, even now I, I will occasionally get phone calls from other organizations. Just, just an exploratory. Hey, I know you're an NWA guy. What would you think about? And you, you know, you listen. But that's not where I want to be. Yeah. Um, I am where I want to be. I would love to be doing this for the next however many years, 10 years, 15 years, you know. Wow. That's, we'll see. And then work, I'm sure you already are working with young talent, but maybe work backstage as a producer or something like that? Yeah, and I'm doing some of that now, whether it's here or other places, you know, uh, helping with with young guys, helping with matches. Uh, You know, I'm part of other, some other smaller TV things that are going on, so I'm helping with the production part I mean it's there's just so many avenues in wrestling it's now don't get me wrong nothing matches nothing matches that being in the ring in front of in front of fans yeah. whether they're loving you or hating you but it's just to be there um, you know I get my, the way my mind works it doesn't matter whether it's a promo or even a joke like I gotta say it I get it out of my head but I had a promo that I haven't gotten out of it that I was really thinking about last night and it was like I think you have to value every second, every moment in life, right? I mean, you have to, you have to, I have to appreciate every minute that I can spend with my mom, right? She's 95 years old. Yeah. Um, on a different level, though, every time I get to walk out in front of the NWA fans, you know, wherever it's at, and get a chance to talk with them. Like, I, last night, I, I, greeted, I, don't, I greeted everybody. I said, hello, family. And I was like, when I said that, I don't, I'm not saying it like, this. watch this. This is going to be great. It's like, I feel it, right? Yeah. And then to be able to get in the ring. There's, there is no greater... Well, I don't know what it is. It's an addiction. There's no, there's no greater high sure. than stepping in the ring and doing what you love to do. Nothing. And you're doing it. I know. Isn't that great? <laughs> I mean, it's like this. Like you said, one of my dreams was like, here we are. You know, we're there. I'm there right now. This is, this is a Saturday, right? I'm tonight living my dream. Yeah. How many people can say that, right? Very few. What? And I say that to people all the time. You know, when people say to me that, you know, because I have the honor of sitting down with people like you, they're like, you have the dream job. I'm like... Well, yeah, but, like, all I did was work hard. Right, right. And then it ends up happening. Yeah. And I feel like this, you're the exact example of that. Yeah. I, I, my mind works so bizarre. I'm sorry. I, no. Friday, Thursday, 
I'm teaching Thomas Jefferson, by the way, right? I mean, I thought, we're talking presidencies, and, and one, I'm going through some quotes of Thomas Jefferson, not super interesting sometimes, but one of his quotes is, I find that the harder I work, the more luck I have, Yeah, right? Love and that that's quote. what you're saying, though. Yep. It, very few times do people luck into exactly what they want to do, and, and the truth is, if you luck into it and don't work at it, you're not going to keep it anyway, yeah. right? Um, I don't plan on, you don't plan on letting up. Right, it's your passion, and your, it's your passion and your drive, and all the things that get you where you're at. So if you if you sit back and go, all right, I'm there, I'm relaxed. You might, you're moving backwards, right? Yeah. I don't plan on letting up. I hard work. I right? I drove eight hours here to Atlanta, yeah. put myself up in a hotel because I knew I'd have the opportunity to do these interviews. Right, and I think there's so many people that go, well, I'd want to do it, but it's cost too much money, too yeah. far away, don't have the time, whatever, whatever excuse you want to put yep. in there. And that's that's the key word. Right. Uh, it's it's easy. It's okay, going to the gym, and, and I'm again. Every wrestler deals with it, right? I'm not saying I'm different than anybody else. But when you go to the gym, it's easy to to leave work or even wrestling and go. Oh man, my back's killing me. My shoulder hurts. I don't think I can do cardio today. My knees hurt. I think I'll just take this day off. Yeah. Well, that turns into two days off. And the bottom line is, you just got to go. You got to make the commitment, like you're saying. If you got to drive eight hours, put yourself. It hard work pays off. Of course, you want you want to fulfill a dream, put in the work to fulfill your dream. Um, if you don't, you're you pretty much guaranteed you're not to get your dream right. As an old school guy yourself, mm-hmm. what's your take on the current landscape of wrestling? Obviously, there's a bunch of options, but also it's also a different style of wrestling right. than when you were coming up. Yeah. It, this is a great time to be a professional wrestler. It's a great time to start learning if you want to be a wrestler. It's a great time to be a fan of professional wrestling. I don't care what anybody says. Almost all of us that are in wrestling were fans of wrestling, and that's why we're there. You know, so there was something that appealed to you that you wanted to do. Made this comment. I've made it before. You know, it's, it's like ice cream, right? It's there's There's Rocky Road. There's... Mint chocolate chip. There's a personal favorite chocolate chip cookie dough, right? But there's also vanilla and chocolate. Just because I like one doesn't mean you have to. Yeah. Um, there's lots of things going on right now. And if if you say, hey, I don't like that style of wrestling, guess what? You got other opportunities. There, you're going to find something. Yeah. You know, I've, I've, I'm looking. I'm not going to pretend like I came up with this, but listening, somebody was telling me that as far as the demographics of the people that are watching NWA Power. You would think it would be people that are of a certain age that grew up watching. And the truth is, the, the demographics, that's not it. It is it is an old school presentation and style of wrestling. Yeah. But the fan base that is at least a larger percentage are not those people. There's something, there's something about NWA power that appeals to people of all ages. Again, you want another style? You can find it. You know, I can't watch wrestling on... Pick a night. Let's pick one that there's not a lot of well, there's uh, wrestling every night now. Thursday? Okay, so let's say Thursday. I can't find – I don't want to watch wrestling. I can't watch it on Thursday. I'll find it on Monday, Tuesday, you know, Wednesday. I can go on I – mean, There is wrestling right. on Thursday, well, but, but – yeah. But, but, but you can go find yeah. TV, right? I mean, yeah. I, you can go on now Facebook. You can go just Google – find something because it's all there. Yeah. I mean, I – I don't think he'd mind me telling the story. Uh, we have a we have a assistant principal that's his first year, and he walked up to me the day before uh, the day we were starting our Christmas break, and he goes, "I had no idea." And I went, "You had no idea what?" He said, I, "I didn't know you were a wrestler." 
He said, I love wrestling. I took my wife and my, and my kids the other night to extreme midget wrestling, and we were talking. Okay, but, but here's the cool thing. It's like my, the administration, like some of them have come and watched. They're, not everybody, not every, every administration or you know, school would be comfortable with that. They're supportive. That's so, right. But he found, he went from extreme midget wrestling to local wrestling because he wanted to watch to NWA Power because, and it's, it's three different things. You can find anything, right? Just pick your, pick your flavor of ice cream. Yeah. You're going to find it. It's a great time to be a wrestler, great time to be a fan. I think it would be pretty cool for my history teacher to be the former NWA World Heavyweight Champion. I, I, you know, you can see it on their faces if they think it's cool or not. You really can. It's, and here's, here's my joke that I make. I, there was a time in my life where I, was, I did more hardcore stuff, uh, my tag team partner and I did, and there's, there was one clip that was just all over the, all over the Internet that was we, we put a guy through a burning table, right? I mean, that was, the, that was the thing. And I'd have kids throw up like our, the faction sign that we had, and they'd throw up the sign, and, you know, Tim Storm, ooh, I saw you put somebody through a table in my, um, you know, do your homework. <laughs> you know, and it's a, Or I'll put you through yeah, a burning table. You can't say that, but, but I bet if you go, do your homework. Oh. Right? No, that's what I'm saying. That's what... The people I'd like, hey, I, I can't just see, I can't see you as a teacher. I work heel as a teacher, right? I'm, I'm, I'm not, I'm not, yay, let's do our homework. Do your homework. So it's, I love my life. Love my life, yeah. It's, they, you can tell the kids that think it's cool. I imagine your kids are not out of line, the students you teach. I am known for my classroom management. <laughs> there, that's, that's uh, no, they're good, they're, they're good kids. And just like in life, I set very clear expectations early on, and I am, Annoyingly consistent. Uh, everybody the same expectation. Everybody the same standard. Be a good act, right? No problems. I have very few problems. <laughs> this has been such a pleasure sitting here. I've enjoyed it. Me too. This has been so great, so inspiring as well. Your story is is absolutely incredible, and I know that you're self-aware enough to realize that this is really special. It is incredibly special. I'm so I'm so blessed to be a part of it. Yeah. I don't ever want it to end. I don't. I'm mean, bad. I just never want it to end. Tim, such a pleasure. Thank you. Appreciate it. Oh, what a guy. What a guy. Thank you for taking the time to listen to this super inspiring chat with Tim Storm. Please take a screenshot. Tag me at Chris Van Vliet. Tag at Tim Storm NWA. Let us know that you were listening. Let us know what you thought of this conversation. Man, 55 years old and doing what he loves, which means there's no reason that if you are 25 years old, 35 years old, 95 years old, 105 years old, or any age in between there, that you too can't be doing what you love. I mean, I'm doing what I love, and this was not an easy path. If you know my story, if you've heard my story before, it's, it was not an easy path, but I'm doing what I love, interviewing wrestlers, hosting TV shows. Hanging out with you, that's the biggest thing. That's the best part about this. So what I'm basically saying is uh, there's no reason that you can't be doing what you love for a living every single damn day. All right, I'm heading to Chicago this weekend for AEW Revolution. So if you're going to be there, I'd love to see you. Uh, Please make sure you say hi, whether you see me from across the room or across the street or whatever it happens to be. It'd be awesome to meet you. Uh, And just know that uh, you're on this audio adventure, you're on this video adventure with me, living the dream together, right? You know, in life, we're often told to strive for greatness. And I actually don't think that's very good advice. Because I don't think that you should strive to be good. 
or you should just strive to be great. I think you should strive to be memorable. And this is a quote from me. This is a CVV original here. I'm usually leaving you with quotes from people who are far, far more intelligent than I am. But this is something that's really stuck with me lately. I go to a lot of auditions for hosting or acting. Yeah, I've been, I've been acting. I've been, uh, I've been doing some acting roles. I've been in a few movies recently. I've been in a few commercials. And I think the biggest thing is they're not always hiring the best actor. They're not always hiring the best host when I go into these auditions. They're hiring the person that they remember. So they're not hiring someone who has the most talent. They're hiring the person who's the most memorable. So in life, don't be good. Don't be great. Be memorable. Mm. If you're in Chicago this weekend, I will see you there. Make it a great week. Make it memorable.